Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. In goes Stewart. They've only got a and with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! Hello and welcome to episode number 195. That's correct, we're only five off the big two zero zero, so we better get something planned for that, hadn't we? But yes, 195 and it is a Thursday evening. Uh, you're listening to this, I presume, on a Friday at some point, and we are all looking forward to very much a home fixture coming up with Boreham Wood. So as always, or as most of the time, here with me this evening is Mr Ben Barrett. Good evening, slash morning, slash afternoon. Good day, good evening, good night. And Mr Ian Perkins. Hi, yeah. Oh, there you go. You can tell that Ian's uh, internet is still a little bit crackly, so expect that to come in and out, and we will be doing a fundraiser for Ian to get better Wi-Fi. But if anyone from Jurassic Fiber is listening, feel free yeah. to get in touch. Is it that yeah. bad? Is it bad well, again? There was a little bit of... Uh, hi, yeah. Uh, that that might have def- been Ian. Yeah, there was a there was a definite <laughs> unless that was just your zingers. I don't know. Maybe maybe it could have been. But zingers. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. I reckon you, you've got. A, I think you've got a zinger in you, and I don't mean a, a KFC zinger. Yeah, KFC. I feel like Ben would know. Yeah, Ben was nodding his head <laughs> oh, when I said KFC. What? Why would I know? <laughs> You're our resident no, food just, expert. Just because the fat guy knows about a good book. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. Nobody called you fat. This is an audio podcast, Ben. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, you're our food expert. You're the one with such strong opinions on food. You do, you do have strong I, opinions on food. I do have strong opinions on food. Don't get me started on food. I have 
Well, can I can I begin with a meal deal conundrum to the two of you? Because sure. I was talking to a colleague of mine about meal deals the other day at work, and she was telling me that her partner had instead for his snack in a Tesco meal deal a boiled egg. Is that acceptable? No. Apparently, huh? it's not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ian, do you have a, do you have any strong opinions on boiled eggs? I don't eat them, so no. Okay, at all. I wouldn't go out of my way to get one. No. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah, I probably cause... would, even if someone gave me one, I probably would say no, thank you. Oh, okay. So, right. Well, um, yes, yeah, she was saying that a lot of the older generation at his work uh, ripped the whatever out of him for eating boiled egg, but a lot of the younger generation thought it was good protein. So there you go. Maybe I don't know. What do you maybe... think, Dave? Well, I, I think when she said older generation, she was talking like 60 plus, oh, okay. uh, like people work with him, maybe 50, 60 plus, that kind of range. But so I'm probably too young for the older generation in this context, but I'm certainly too old for the younger generation. Well, we've got a question to add to the uh, end of season survey, haven't we? We can get yeah, people boiled. who answer over the age of 60 to yeah. answer that question too. Yeah, see if they're into boiled eggs or not. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right, well, maybe, enough about maybe, boiled maybe, eggs. Maybe his partner just wanted to be reminded of his wife, Michelle. <sighs> his wife, Michelle. Now, go on. I've lost right. you. Michelle. Boiled eggs. Oh, my Shell. God. Right. <clears throat> okay, yeah. We haven't that even started so talking about football yet. <laughs> if, you, if, you haven't, if you haven't switched off already, I can, yeah. I, I, I... It's been a strong start. Lots of boiled egg chat and <laughs> Ian's internet's a bit scrambled. Yeah. Oh, oh. dear. Right. Okay. He poached that one from somewhere. <laughs> but... Oh. <laughs> right. Anyway. Let's, let's soldier on. Soldier on. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. This is a really cracking start. Oh, God. Exactly. Right. Where are we going Was now? that one? Was that one as well? Egg Did you say exactly? exactly? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good, Lo- isn't it? In, 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 lo- in local newspapers, I've written far too many Easter-related headlines with egg in it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that, but I have done. So. Um, Yeovil Town. Yeovil Town, that's right. That's what we're here to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, how are we all feeling, however many days it is on, from a two-all draw with Jesterfield? Ben was angry to start with, then a bit less angry. Mm. You've seen the highlights now, and it, the highlights are going to be with us quicker by, by the looks of it. Did you see that from the National League? They're going to allow the highlights to be broadcast on a Saturday after the highlight show. which They're just piling a load of pressure on press officers up and down the country. I know, yeah. To turn, these, turn them around now. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. The only people up and down the land who are really, really unhappy about that yeah, the poor people like our Sam who sits there and goes, Oh, I've got to edit them straight away. Yeah. Oh, well, when you've after... got a 14 person media team deep, like certain other Welsh um, counterparts of ours do, then fine, I get it. You can revolve it and one person can do it. And then you don't have to do another Saturday late shift for 14 weeks. This is another one of those things, isn't it? I actually agree that there probably is um, a way of, you know, of highlights being made available a little bit quicker, but. It's just going to separate those who have with those who have not really, isn't it, over the long term? Think about those in the north and south who are 100% volunteer-based with one camera. You know, it's, it's yeah, 
there was a, there was probably a happy medium somewhere. I'd imagine people from those kind of clubs would be quite sympathetic to their volunteers, mm. wouldn't they? Um, yeah. But I, I, I mean, all of this, everything to do with broadcasting is all because Ryan Reynolds had a hissy fit anyway, isn't it? So yeah. um, that's why we're doing it. Although I did love the the National League saying, no, 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 we were, we were doing this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just we decided to talk about it now because Ryan Reynolds told 20 million people that follow him on Twitter that it was a disgrace. And then they all started uh, emailing um can't remember the guy who's chairman of the National League probably doesn't know what to probably calls it a twit. I put a twit out and I want to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, National League highlights. Well, I'm looking forward to them. So I'm looking forward to what is it, 515? No, five, yeah, 515, isn't it? It's uh, 245 to 515. They're not yeah. allowed to broadcast. So, um, uh, yeah, but have, have we got to wait till after the BT Sport run theirs? That's that's a very good point. So yeah. it's ten thirty. It'll be at the earliest, rather than waiting until Sunday night at midnight. Yeah. So it could be sort of ten thirty Saturday evening. But did you see that they were on? They were on at five forty-five a.m. on Sunday morning this this week. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So there you go. I'm expecting um, yeah Sam to be there at you know five uh, six thirty or whatever, ready to uh, to hit the button on Sunday oh. morning. The Chesterfield game would have taken some editing as well. Yeah. Mm, lots I see, going on. Yeah. And Grant Smith's rash tackle taken out. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Never happened. Yeah. No. Never happened. But, but talking of that, um, the manager's press conference today, he broke rule two, didn't he? Quite. No. It... no. He broke he rule break... one. Oh, rule one, of course. Yeah. Rule two <laughs> sleep on it, isn't it? Yeah. He did so break. He, broke... he breaks rule two every week. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, can't. He's not allowed to sleep on it, is he? So, uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, rule one. He, he 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 jumped up and down on it a bit, didn't he? Had have you read the quotes? Heard the quotes yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did, when when he said that the free kick, which I can only assume is the free kick for the first goal, was taken twenty yards away from where it was supposed to be, or twenty meters away from where it's supposed to be. Is that is that your understanding? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, do you, well, if you where that free kick was taken from, would you expect Grant Smith out there committing a foul? Uh, no, not really. No. So, would you expect him twenty yards up the pitch? Well, a foul in, so in that position, was it a general theme though? Throughout the game, which I didn't, a bit. I didn't notice it. I didn't notice. It. There are a few throw-ins that you know that always happens where they go up the line a bit further than they're supposed to. That was the only thing I remember the referee pulling him back on. But I don't recall. I don't recall free kicks being taken further up than they should have been. I mean, not that one, and the you know the other equaliser we conceded was from a corner. So. Yeah. Can't take that any further forward, can you? Well, no, no, no. And to be fair, he did make the point saying, I'm not saying that's why we conceded. We conceded because we didn't defend properly, which is which is fair enough. But um, yeah, he was quite, he seemed quite annoyed about it. And uh, I don't know, when I listened to your commentary or you guys generally commentating, um, obviously I don't hear Ben quite so often, but he gets quite irate about things doesn't he Chris Chris Parker he seems quite calm in interviews but yeah I think the 
the blood and thunder of the football pitch mm. gets, you know, it comes out. I think mm. it always will do. Um, maybe, especially when you're a side that's struggling a bit and you were a player who played however many hundreds of games, it probably winds you up even more. Um, Chomping at the bit for it, isn't uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and I think... <laughs> Ah, I couldn't continue. Um, <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've totally gone, Dave. <laughs> That's it. I threw the jumping at the big klaxon in there and he's, he's gone. But sorry, the, you're talking about the blood and thunder of the football pitch. Yeah, no, he does get really riled up. There are, there are a few moments, but um, it didn't, didn't seem to be wound up particularly by it after the game. And cat, yeah, like I said, I didn't. It's not something I observed during the game and commented on. So, no, okay, so no. I guess he's had the, he's been able to watch the whole game back, I suppose, and just picked it out this week, I guess. Mm. And it sounds like again from listening, he's, he's he's stated the obvious about you have to when you have chances, you have to uh, kill t- teams off, and you've got to defend set pieces, which we all know. It sounds like that's what they've been working on on the training field. I mean, are we? We're probably not hearing anything here that we don't expect to hear, are we? No. Are we? Are we starting to? And this is nothing against anyone asking or answering questions, but is it me, or do they start to feel a little bit stale at the moment? Mm. These post, these pre-match chats. There's nothing. We're not learning anything. We don't need to. It, he's been brilliantly honest. Really appreciating it. But we're at that point now where I'm kind of not learning anything i'm not sure what what, what i need to be learning I'm not sure there's anything else we need to have on top of this what can chris hargreaves teach ben barrett mm, that's a good question it's a great question yeah but I, I mean I'm maybe just, you should go me. on the next one go on the next one and ask i was, I was what hoping can you to teach me yeah teach me chris hargreaves please yeah. i know i was hoping to be there today however that was unavailable the selection i was i was unavailable for selection yes i was i was very very busy if my boss is listening <laughs> and if they're not oh just twiddling my thumbs at work <laughs> <laughs> one thing i did learn that was quite interesting here was he talked about us still being actively open for players joining and i was wondering who's doing all right at stratford at the moment so anybody there who's uh, is adam rooney he's banging in a few there isn't he can we get him back again david David. I see Scunthorpe have signed a couple today. Have they? Oh, Jinx. Who have they signed? Who have they um, signed, Ian? Tell us. Anybody we've heard of? I don't think so. Hang on. Oh, I'm looking forward to this to already. Go, I'll have to go back to it. Somebody. Welcome to the Iron Cast. <laughs> somebody, yeah. somebody Lavery. Oh, somebody Lavery. Fantastic. That's how it goes. Didn't we have a Laver? A Lavery mm. player not long ago. Uh, you tell it's been a quiet week. It's been a quiet week as you respond. We're talking about who's Gunthorpe United have signed. So. In the meantime, talk about John McGinn in the meantime. John McGinn's ass. Yeah. <laughs> what is it he's actually said? that He said if he didn't have his backside, he would be playing for Yeovil. And what is his backside got to do with anything? Is he saying that he's... So I think he, think he utilises it. Yeah. He's, he's got... a a round ass that's quite effective and has helped him get to the top of the top of the football pyramid. Genuinely, that's that, that's I mean, yeah, that's it. 
He's got a round ass that has helped him get to the top of the football pyramid. I mean, I'm, so, I, I don't yeah. even know where to go with that. But um, <laughs> a lot of shapes. Um, <laughs> uh, Tom Pugh, Tom Pugh, and I don't know how to say this. C A O L A N Lavery. C A O. Kalen. 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 Yeah. Kalen Lavery. That's very good, yeah. Um, Born in Canada, so, Northern Ireland Youth International. Cool. There you go. Three, he is. three promotions throughout his career, one to Skybet League One and one to the Skybet Championship. Wow. There you go. That's a yeah. sign in. So yeah. we've, we've learned quite a lot about Scunthorpe at this point. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, who we're not playing for months. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, explain this about John McGinn. What, what has he done? So he has a... Apparently, it is a bit of a banter within the Aston Villa unit that he has a larger than average rear end. And how has this benefited him? Because he can back into defenders and they bounce off him much like (laughs) a bouncy castle would. Like a Kardashian or something. Basically, yeah. And he was asked about it in an interview. He was asked about it. He was asked about it in an interview. (laughs) And he said, he said, and I quote, I've always said, as if this has been a thing that's been going on for years in his life, I've always said, <laughs> if I didn't have it, I'd be at Yeovil. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. No disrespect to Yeovil, he says. But if yeah. he didn't have his his Kardashian ass, that he would play for Yeovil. Yeah. And, and, I, um, I, th- I think he's overselling his, his rear end there a bit. He is, yeah. I'd say he's definitely re- overselling his rear end. But, but credit to... I'm assuming it was Sam who replied to him asking him if he wanted to come to Hewish Park in uh, November, December, because as a Scottish international, he wouldn't have a great deal to do. Boom! I did thought I did think that was rather good. I did. I did approve. Yeah, yeah. So good work yeah. on that one. Excellent. Yeah. Did you know we celebrated a three-year anniversary this week? Oh, who do I need to send a card to, Ian? I've got one right here. I'll make it out. Who am I giving it to? Um, Scott Priestnell and Errol Um, Pope. Oh, right. Um, Anyone got a dress for either of them? Errol Pope, Uh, according to the interweb, if you sent it to Birmingham City, you might have half a chance of getting hold of Errol Pope. Errol Pope? Why? He's part of a... uh, He's a he's a he's a hidden in the background guy for a, a consortium that recently failed to take over Birmingham City. Probably wouldn't send it to him there then, would you? If they failed, no, it's true. No, but um, yeah, maybe somewhere just outside of Birmingham City where they broken down or something. But yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, right. so the twentieth of September. So two days ago, as we are recording, yeah, um, the club confirmed that the takeover was completed. Good. So, there okay. we go. How do we feel three years on? And we've not heard a peep out of anybody since. <laughs> oh. oh, that's not fair to say, Ben. We have heard a peep. I mean, Ian Ian did a exclusive interview with Scott Priest. And if you go back far enough in the Glover's cast um, archives, he was on, wasn't he? Yeah. Was he number yeah. episode? Oh, I don't know. That was mid-lockdown crowdfunder. Yeah. Ah. Give me your money, David. Yeah. <laughs> Did he go full Bob Geldof? <laughs> People are dying. <laughs> no, yeah. half half Bob Geldof. 
Yeah, he was, he was all right with Mondays. Yeah, yeah. Was he a boomtown or a rat? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yes, three months, uh, three three years on. Maybe we should do a poll. How do you feel three years on? What do people think? Are you? Maybe we should. Maybe glass we should. half full, we, we... glass half empty. <laughs> is that is that before or after the the boiled egg poll? But that's got to go first, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's priority. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose one of the things we put out this week is the results of the August Yoga yes. Trekker. With, yeah. um, August, that makes it sound like there's been many more of these, but this was our first one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. for August. Was yeah. The month of August, hence the name. Um, yeah, let me pull up the scores so we've got something to talk about. So I think the highest score was for the players, giving them a... A 3.6 out of 7. So okay. slightly below average, which when you consider, I don't know where we were at the end of August in the table, but... Slightly below average is probably <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, slightly below average. Um, Chris Hargis given a score of 3.37 out of 7. Um, off the pitch, a score was lower. What would you score? The board ownership, 2.13. Uh, communication, 2.32. And match day experience, 2.76. So that was... Uh, responded to by 219 supporters. Hopefully the next one I'll have a few more, but that's still, you know, about 10% of the gate at Hewish Park. So a, a decent sample size, I would yeah. say. Not one to be sniffed at. No, no, absolutely. Um, and do we think that's a bit generous? Some of those are a bit generous. 219 um, people, it sounds a bit, sounds about fair. Think? The table doesn't lie. Well, no, no, but I'm saying, I'm saying, some of those. I would say I wouldn't, I wouldn't give anyone anything more than a three to anybody. <laughs> About me? Uh, well, yeah, okay, you can have more <laughs> than a three, yeah. four, um, yeah. and a half. Yeah, can't have halves, can we? I don't know. I mean. It... Maybe we're thinking about how we feel about things right now at the moment, but I guess <laughs> at the end of August, we'd recruited some players. We were trying <laughs> to figure out, still probably trying to give the manager a bit of slack, I would say, in yeah. terms of performances and finding the system. We'd lost Tom Knowles. Um, we had won a game. <laughs> yeah. Um, Played a bit of hardball. <laughs> yeah so i mean set yeah <laughs> if yeah depending on what <laughs> happens in the next few games september might be a might be lower be a tricky month can it september mm. we always had chesterfield we'll always have chesterfield yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well this uh you, you two at least you two have seen this hog ball i'm i'm yet to see it I'm yet to uh, to experience it, but you after got, you, got, you got 20 minutes of it at Scunthorpe, we didn't know what it was at the time. We nah. didn't know that uh, it had... Did we get much against Scunthorpe? I don't. Uh, think. Uh, I, um, I, I think, think I saw enough. I saw I... enough to know it was there. <laughs> I, I think I died inside. Was it the gaping time, hole between the defence and the attack? Yeah. Is that yeah. what we <laughs> see the side of that? Yeah. 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 That's horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I have I have designs on both South End and Dorking Wanderers away. So uh, are you Dorking? Dorking Wanderers on Tuesday night. Yeah, Oof. I'm off. Wow. I'm I, I'm off work that week, so I'm I'm down that way. 
Where were you when Rome fell? Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But yeah, so I'm, um, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to see some hardball. But that that's his South End's there. Then they're not paying anyone at the moment, are they? Or well, they're paying players. Oh, okay. I've got that priority not... right then. <laughs> Yeah, not paying any Don't players get protected by the PFA? Don't they get some sort of... Yeah. yeah. Um, no, ah. n- not at our level. Not nationally oh, okay. PFA, but they are. They're considered um, creditors. Right. Other staff and management aren't, I think, from sort of other clubs going into administration. Players are protected, but sponsors and people that are owed money aren't. If Reese Murphy were a rare protected animal, which rare protected animal would he be? What? <laughs> Saying that they are protected species. We're talking about Southend. Reese Murphy's the only player I can think of off the top of my head that plays for Southend. If it is a protected species, what is he? He is a uh, giraffe. A baby giraffe. giraffe. Are they protected? I don't know. Okay. All right. I was hoping for like... Something frail. Yeah. That's what I'm Something frail. Yeah. Thin legs. Yeah. A baby Snap giraffe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I went straight to giraffe as well, to be honest with there you. you. Go. Did you? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe well. I was thinking of something exotic, but yeah. Go on. Okay. A flamingo. Like, like, like John McGinn's ass. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've never... No, no, let's not. <laughs> no. no. Um, John, okay. McGinn's, John McGinn's donkey. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not go there. Um, okay. So we've so, learned if John McGinn sat on a boiled egg, <laughs> that it would it would be dangerous. Is that what we've learned today? Have we talked about false position? I, I feel like we talked, we talked about a lot. About, I thought you were talking about football then. And I was like, no, not really. No, I, I am. Yeah. Have we talked about the false position line? What do we feel about the false position line um, that the manager used today? Shall, shall, shall we get the exact... Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so we get the exact. So he said, we need a bit of momentum to get a run going, and we know it can change, it can soon change. We feel we're in a false position, but we are where we are, and we have to deal with it. We have to make sure we're robust and determined enough to get higher up the league. We go into every game wanting to win it, and it will be no different this weekend. It's a massive test, but we want those tests. We want to pit ourselves against everybody, and it's a game to look forward to. There you go. If, was, if you're not turning up, if you're not turning up to that now, when I invigorating, coach. I know. I felt invigorating. That was quite. Yeah. Say, yeah. Yeah. Get him in the changing room. Absolutely. Yeah. There, the I could go full Al Pacino, couldn't I? On any given Sunday. Yeah. Have you seen the um, All or Nothing? Any of the all the new All or Nothing with Arsenal one? No. Uh, no. One of the I think it's the Tottenham, the North London derby. They get the photographer. Um, oh, I, I saw the, that clip. Yeah, to do the team talk before the game. My uh, effing club. Yeah. I effing love this club. I love all of you. Yeah. It's all so about basically, we want Mike Cunns to go in there and just chat at more. Tell you what, Mike Cunns. Mike Mike Cunns has seen a lot of things in his life. I would uh, I get Mike Cunns in there. Yeah, get him in there to shout him. Go on, Mike. Get in there, son. Have a word. Oh, Pat, Pat could do it. Yeah. But I think she'd be know. a bit more Lesbian Avenue. Um, there's only one way to find out. Where are you? Yeah. 
Um, false position. It's a strange phrase, isn't it? Because it's a phrase that gets a lot of people quite excited um, because it's a very punditry TV savvy phrase that gets churned out. It's almost cliched at some point, And we've heard it. We've heard it before about us from other managers and we've heard it um, about us from our own managers in the past. And I kind of understand what he's saying. Five draws out of nine games feels like the season could be very, very different very, very quickly. You only have to turn two of those into wins, and you'd probably highlight Chesterfield and Nottingham as being those two. And suddenly you're adding four points on, and then you're sitting in 12th, and you're thinking, hang on a minute, we can think about, you know, we're only this far off this place and all the rest of it. So I get why there's a bit of a disappointment about it, but I also get what he's saying in so much as we are so close to being so much better, but he does clarify it and say, but we're not, and we need to get out of it. So I kind of get it from both angles really, but in full context, if people went beyond a headline, I think actually it does make more sense to us than if Aldershot were to say it, for example, a place above us, we're in a false position. Well, you're not because you've been hammered six times. You've lost six games. And we haven't. We've lost three games. That's less than Woking in 10th, Dorking in 11th, Eastley in 12th, Dagenham. You know, we've lost less than all of these teams above us. We're just not quite getting over the line the other way. So I kind of get it from both sides. Good analysis. He's done this before, isn't he? I can tell. <laughs> brought, a bit of con- brought a bit of context to proceedings. No? Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I do agree with it. I can see where he's coming from, but then I equally see the, yeah. But sat, Saturday, I mean, I watched those goals again, and um, I obviously didn't see the Grant Smith foul, but the, um, yeah, some of the defending and some of the second goal at, against Chesterfield was just you wonder, oh, what are you doing? Some of them they just literally just mm-hmm. stood there and watched. It was, oh. But yeah, you can't do things like that and get away with it, can you? No, exactly. And not not against good teams, not against, no. not against crap teams in this league, to be perfectly honest with you. We've seen this season. You've only got to look at the last match day, and I know we touched on it last week, but none of the top six won last time around. And you look at look at Wheelston, they've drawn four in a row now, and yet they're still in sixth. Uh. That's how fine the margins are. They've only they've drawn one game fewer than us, and they're in sixth and they're loving life. It doesn't feel like the margins at all between any of the teams are very far away. You think about Altrium, they've drawn five games out of nine, but won none. Mm. And you just think, well, they're not a million miles away from, from being 15th, 16th, 17th, whatever it might be. Yeah, but I think in our the context of our situation is we were terrible against York, terrible against Eastleigh, and we've had these performances and the Wheelstone one as well. We've had these performances, which when you, you know, when you follow your team and you watch your team, you see that we're not playing that well. Players, sometimes the players don't look like they're particularly gelling very well. Whereas we don't know how Altrincham are playing week in, week out. We don't know how Wheelstone are playing week in, week out, but we do know that we're a bit patchy. One minute we're brilliant. The next minute we're terrible. And I think I think if you go again, if you take the two best performances, Wrexham and Chesterfield, first and second in the league this season, you think, well, actually, the reason we're not far away, the reason we're prob- possibly in a false position is because we've got those performances in there that in isolation are good, but 
because they're not being backed up by the ability to beat Wilson, to beat Eastley, to beat Altrium, to beat whoever, to beat York, to show up against them, actually, those results stand out a little bit more. But if you get the three at Eastley, get the three at Altrium, get a result against York and top them up by draws at Chesterfield and Wrexham, actually, you're in a much better position. I know that's really blindingly (laughs) obvious to say. But but we didn't, did we? (laughs) No, we didn't, which is why those singled-out performances show that there are good... There is the right unit there that can be backed towards victory. So I get it. I get it. We probably are in a false position than the five draws out of nine suggest, but we haven't got over the line. And we've discussed those reasons as to why we haven't got over those lines to hell on high water. And and I think Chris Hargreaves was very open about that. Didn't defend well enough. Don't score enough goals. Bad combo. Well, what do you think, Dave? You've, you've... No, I, 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 I agree. If you don't, if you, if, in the words of Kevin Keegan, if you don't score goals, you don't win football matches, do you? And if you let in two easy goals and you don't defend set pieces, you don't win games in in, in the National League, to quote Adam Virgo. So <laughs> I thought it well, was going to be another Keegan quote then. When did he manage in the National League? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say. You are showing your age, quoting Kevin Keegan as like a manager. <laughs> Kevin Keegan as a manager feels quite current to me, I have to say. So, uh, yeah. See, it wasn't that long ago, was it? No. It wasn't that long ago that he sacked in the England job, was it? No. (laughs) 2000? No. Yeah, you're after Euro 2000, wasn't it? We lost to Germany. The last game at Wembley, Diddy Hamann scored from like 40 yards out in the pouring down rain. And he he just quit, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He left after the game. Yeah. When was he the last manager of Newcastle? I want to say 2008. Didn't he no. take him? Yeah, didn't he manage him when they were uh, when they were sort of on their way down? And he kind of did he leave and Shearer take over, and then they were getting relegated. Uh, anyway, we, we've we've got we've gone from speaking about Scunthorpe to talking about Kevin Keegan now. So, um, 2007, yeah. 2008, he was the to Newcastle be fair, We've gone from Scunthorpe to Kevin Keegan. That's a full circle because he used to be a Scunthorpe player. Yeah, that's <laughs> there you go. He's 71 now, Dave. <laughs> no, he's not. Right. He's not in his 70s, Dave, isn't I know he's, got, no, I know he's older than that. Right. Oh, you mean Kevin Keegan? Sorry, well, uh, yeah, um. Uh, can can I say uh, one thing about uh, our friends from the Yeovertown Community Sports Trust? Because they they did they did a good thing uh, this this week. A couple they of things they did they did there's many good things I'm sure, oh, but one one thing in particular. So we talk about um, uh, things like outside of football and football being a, a football club, supporting the community and all of that. So one of the schools that they work with, Manor Court Primary School in Chard. I don't know if that that mm. your neck of the woods, Ben, is it? Don't like Chard. Don't like Chard like Hards. Yeah, don't like them. Um, so they were they did a petition with the community sports trust to get the speed limit reduced outside the school, and they got it done. They got it down, so it's been reduced twenty mile an hour. If you're driving past Manacourt Primary School, twenty mile an hour. So that's um that's a good thing, isn't it? That's good things. Yeah. Good community yes. things. Yeah, great. Huge, huge, uh, huge thanks to Dave on the travel. Ian, you for the weather. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Ian with the weather. Yeah. yeah, today the Community Sports Trust stopped it raining in, in the <laughs> Oval. 
<laughs> brought it up to my way instead. It's been bouncing down all day. Didn't yeah. wear a coat to work. Nightmare. No. <laughs> big umbrella. Anyway, I spoke to a Boreham Wood supporter and author um, called Brett Lewis, who's going to tell us all about Boreham Wood coming to Yeovil this weekend and what he thinks about it all. Okay, so this is Dave, and I am joined tonight by Brett, who has described himself as a Bournemouth supporter first and foremost, and everything else afterwards, which I think is the case for all of us. So, um, Brett, firstly, welcome to the Glovers Cast. Good evening. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Brett, you were telling me just off air there that uh, you do a bit of writing for the non-leaf paper, but you've also written a book on Bournemouth, is that right? Yeah, yes, I wrote a book. It was, you know, it was a few years ago now, but basically it was... Uh... A book that described uh, when I first started watching the club in 2008 up to sort of when we got promoted to the National League in 2015, uh, which obviously seems quite a long time ago now. But it was just a book charting that sort of history uh, of watching the club. Obviously, a lot's changed since then. Uh, and it's possibly time for volume two. Uh, <laughs> but, I think, <laughs> but I think volume one, as I say, was it just about my experiences, experience of the club and everything else. And it was really, yeah, it was just my own personal journal. Yeah. So and, tell us, for, for, for people that don't know um, Bournemouth perhaps so well, it's a it's a club that seems to always be doing uh, doing well. Always seems to be there or thereabouts when it comes to the end of season promotion hunt in the playoffs quite a number of the uh, recent seasons. Uh, not massive crowds, I think it's fair to say, in not like, a, right. uh, like say, a Wrexham or a, even like a South End or somebody like that, but um, always seems to do well. What's the secret? I think it's a very well-run club. We've got a, you know, it's a stable infrastructure. We've got a, a very good manager, Luke Goward, been there a number of years. Uh, chairman's been there, what, 23 years. And I th- just think it's a good, it's a very good uh, team with good structure they we managed to make players better players yeah uh obviously unfortunately in that case we do tend to lose a few of them uh to bigger clubs uh but i think that's the nature of the beast but we always seem to replace them with other good players and i think it's just a key you know key part of our of our success that we always that when we turn over players they tend to be good good replacements because yeah. I remember a couple of seasons ago, you obviously lost Cab Shamanga, who um, you know was your 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 out and out goal scorer for for so uh, well good number of couple years. Of years. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, I I don't know what you guys thought, but I was thinking, oh God, I'm I'm a bit worried about Bournemouth now. I think they 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 they, they could go and <laughs> prove me wrong, didn't you? I mean, who who have been the players this uh, well last summer just gone coming into this season? The ones that have gone and the ones that have maybe uh, come in. We've had a few go, a few, uh, you know, uh, perhaps sort of some of the some of some sort of older players go. But I think we've seemed to have replaced them this summer with a lot of young, hungry players. You know, we've got uh, we've now got sort of four centre forwards vying for two spots. Uh, three of them are new, uh, so we've got a good bench now, which we perhaps didn't have in previous years. Uh, Defence is very solid still. I think that's been a feature of our sort of recent success in recent years, uh, that we do have a very good back four, back five, because we tend to play with wing backs. Uh, 
I think that's just the key key thing, really. Solid foundation, an excellent goalkeeper, Nathan Ashmore. Uh, so obviously very well known at our level, one of the better keepers at our level. I don't think anyone will deny that. No, absolutely. I remember you beat us at your place, and um, I went. I went up there. He was uh, man of the match. I think um, uh, even even though you won the game, so he was. Uh, yeah, he was fantastic, Nathan Ashmore. He he was a little bit. Did he go on loan somewhere last season? Did he go uh, May May Ned or someone yes, like that? Yes, he did. Yeah. Basically, he yeah, it was a bit of an odd one. He had a quite a bad injury last season. He was out for a few months. We had another goalkeeper in on loan uh, who was exceptional. And I think when he got back, it took a little bit of time for him to get back in the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he went on loan, say, at Maidenhead for a month and was excellent there, apparently. They really liked him uh, and then came back and sort of slotted straight back in. Right, right. OK. So one player that you've got there that seems to have um, done quite well is Lee Unglove, come from a lower division, I think, at, at Brackley Town. Seems to have scored a few goals. Is he maybe one to keep an eye on? Yes, very much so. He's probably been, as far as I'm concerned, our most impressive new player this season. Uh, he just looks big and strong. He knows where the goal is. Uh, and he seems to enjoy his football as well. I think it's a pretty good thing. He seems to be a popular character amongst the players. So, you know, he, he could be the, the sort of next one to shine, you know, I think. Okay. And um, obviously going into the, the weekend, looking at the season that you've had so far, it's, um, you know, more, more wins and uh, draws or losses. I mean, only one defeat. You, know, you were saying a, a midweeker at home to two older shot. You seem to be a team that, that are capable of bringing a surprise on someone. But, but, but five wins out of uh, the first nine. I mean, you must be very pleased with the start you've had to the season. Yeah, it's very good. In fact, you know, if we look at, uh, we won our first four away games we got a point away at Gateshead on Saturday so we're unbeaten away uh, I think we've and but we only won our we only won at home sort of last week for the first time against Maidenhead so uh, I think it's our home form that's cost us really I mean if our home form is anything like it should be we'll be top mm-hmm. so it's just one of those things isn't it but uh, everyone everyone's got their reasons for doing well or not doing well but we've no it's, it's been a very good start and I yeah. think we'll get better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that that um, probably away form uh, makes me a little bit uh, nervous about <laughs> asking this next question because you're down at Yeovil, obviously, this um, this weekend. I mean, what can we expect to see from you? Uh, I, I seem to remember, it's, I don't know if it would be fair to say that a fairly direct, and uh, and and physical, but not in a in a negative sense. But um, style of football is, is that still uh, the Bournemouth way? Or yeah, uh, I think we can probably. Yeah, I think you've probably summed it up well. I think we're definitely a physical side. Uh, yeah, fairly direct, powerful, just sort of built on a good defence, good solid defence. Uh, we obviously could now now as I sort of mentioned earlier, we've got sort of four good strikers that uh, can either start or come off the bench and hopefully sort of add something or, or sort of add a goal or two at the other end. Absolutely. So you'll be uh, you'll be coming down on Saturday looking to, uh, to to go away with all three points, I'd imagine. Absolutely, I'm sure. Yeah. Whether we will or not, I don't know, because you obviously need to get some results on the board. So uh, I'm sure you'll be battling away. Absolutely, yeah. We could, we could definitely do with a W on there. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. Well, that's brilliant. Well, Brett, really appreciate you joining me. Uh, get, give us the name of the book and we'll see if we can get you a couple of punters in there. Lovely. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, oh, it's called, uh, it's called Amazing Journey. 
Amazing uh, journey, right? Okay. Available in all good bookstores. Available on Amazon. Available uh, on Amazon, right? Amazon, yeah. And I've got some signed copies if anyone wants one. Okay. Well, if there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can find you on 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 Twitter. So uh, yeah, we'll get Absolutely. you. You can. Are, are you planning on coming down on Saturday yourself? I'll be there Saturday. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't miss games. So yeah, I tend to go home and away. So it's all well. Fantastic. Well, I obviously I'm going to say I hope you're going away uh, without too much of a smile on your face on Saturday. But um, after after that, and in, except for when we, we we come back to your place, best of luck for the rest of the season. And likewise, thanks for your time. Thank you very much to Brett. Good of him to uh, to come in there. Lovely uh, southeast accent. And which of us is going to buy a book off him? Ben? Did he pay for a sponsorship space on the podcast? To be fair, Wait. I did ask him about his book, didn't I? Oh, so you're so, going to pay the sponsorship money? Uh, how much is sponsorship money? Um, what you anyone listening is more than welcome to ask for a sponsorship card. We can we can discuss rates. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just Sem- wondering if he took advantage because. He took advantage of Dave. Plugs. <laughs> Blimey. Yeah. It's getting dark, this podcast, isn't it? But um, yeah. But anyway, worryingly good away from home, Bournemouth, eh? Uh, yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah. But they are getting lose. worse. Are they? Yeah, because they won their first four away from home and then only drew the last one. Okay. It was the last one against Gateshead. Long way and to you, go. And you and... were saying off air, Ben, you were saying that they've played. We're, we're, we're the hardest team they're going to supply. Yeah. Yeah. South End, wow. rubbish. Torquay, never heard of them. Dorking, yeah, right, we're over it. Scunthorpe, they're, really, they're really bad. Yeah, beat um, us, didn't they? Yeah. Especially at home. And uh, Boreham Wood away at Gateshead, which is just, it's just a lot. They, they don't like travelling long distances. We're a long way away. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with it. And uh, Adi Youssef had a great chance uh, to win the game at the end of that game against uh, Gateshead. I don't remember seeing that on the highlights. Just checking. Yeah, ended in a draw. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. We all know how that went. Mm. That's a that's a that's a long that's a long couple of trips. They'll have been bored of their coach. Yeah. The manager has been linked with the job at Colchester, Luke Garrard. I didn't mention it too, Brett, there, but um, he did tell me beforehand that he'd be very surprised if he uh, if he went there. He couldn't really see why Colchester would be good good for his career. <laughs> what league, what? league two? League two, yeah, yeah. They're not far away either, are they? No. Es- Essex, no. Colchester, isn't it? So Yeah. So you could see geographically why he might go there, but um, yeah. Surely, culture. I mean, that's a step up, isn't it? Are yeah, you, definitely. You... No, right, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, right. <laughs> I'm I, I... questioning what colour the Boreham would play. White, the white tinted spectacles of, yeah. of yeah. um, our also, guest to think that Colchester <laughs> isn't a step up from Boreham Wood, although they've... they are above us in the table and <laughs> they've never been in the Jewish part, though. Have they not nope. ever? How many Even, times? How well, many times have we well, played them? I mean, as far as as far as flash goals want to go back, if some golden nobody wants to start talking about how they beat us in there in the nineteen twelves and crack on, but the last three outings, <laughs> some golden oldie, yeah. Um, uh, Yeovil won, Bournemouth won, nineteen. Yeovil won, Bournemouth nil. That that would be a Glovers win again. Uh, that was in uh, twenty one, and then in twenty two, it was a Desmond 
where we came from 2-0 down. <laughs> do, you, do you notice how Ben really gets his back up when he's a bit anxious about a game? Yeah. And Truthfully, I'm more worried about this game than I was about the Chesterfield game. And I thought we were going to get cricket scored. Uh, but yeah. I'm more worried about this. Very different game, isn't it? A very Just... different game. And it matters more because of the fact we played well. Play well, back it up with a win. All's rosy, thank you very much, lovely jubbly. Play well, get tonked. Oh dear, back to square one. Poopers. <laughs> so so I, I am I'm more worried about this than I was about the um the Chesterfield game because I think it holds more significance. Mm. And, and I think as well, you know, we know Boreham Wood are good because they're fifth in the table. Chesterfield were top, but I think we probably still have a bit of a perception of like. Well, we should be being Boreham Wood, and you know, quite rightly so, because you know, we have a town, god damn it. Um, so I think as well, there's that sort of feeling that if we can't compete, or if we don't compete with a team just in name of Boreham Wood, then that'll that'll wind people up, you know, regardless of the fact that they've only conceded seven goals this season and they've got a lot of money from their FA Cup run last year. and the year before selling Shamanga that you know they're a well and the fact that Arsenal use their stadium and pay them a boatload of rent to use their stadium for their kids and whatever yeah the women's team play there don't they yeah um, you know it, it's they've got the... <laughs> I bet their budget's higher than us oh yeah I'm sure it is <laughs> I have no doubt that it is but it's you know you know we shouldn't we everyone talks about budgets and you know I bet Sutton United's budget was a lot lower than others when they went up. Um, Barrow's budget was probably a lot lower than others when they went up the season before. Yeah, it doesn't have to be about budgets, does it? No. But, um, 30th of September 1995, we lost 1-0 <laughs> at home to Bournemouth in, the, in the ISIS, league, ISIS Premier League. Again, kids, don't Google ISIS. Don't, especially <laughs> not do, on a work computer. It's got a C in it. What kids are you sending to work? <laughs> Very good lives. point. Yeah. I have no response. Very good point. Inside the factory. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Different proposition. Um, yeah, I think it's, it feels like it's going to be a lot of, you know, Chesterfield played. And they were an open team who obviously wanted to score goals. But I think, um, how many have Bournemouth scored this season? 14. So the games are quite tight. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be a, yeah, it's gonna, it might be a game where we're being patient and having to break them down. Or it might be total crash bang wallop like it was last weekend. But Bournemouth sound like a pretty robust team that are going to be hard to break down. Yeah, uh, I like the keeper Ashmore. Where was he? Has he been there a while? Is he the keeper that wears like he's like proper hench, proper uh, built, yeah. short, yeah, yeah. a short t-shirt where the sleeves are too tight. That's right. Um, and I like him. He's he's a good. He's a very good goalkeeper. He, he let in a Dale Gorman free kick last season that went straight through him. Oh, he did. But then right. he had a he did have a worldie that day as well. Didn't he, he did. Yeah. Yeah. He had a he had a he had a great game. So, um, National League goalkeeper, they've always got a rick in them. So, I'm just looking through the stats now. Gateshead, at the weekend, against Bournemouth, got out of the traps quickly, 15th minute goal. The goal that they conceded previous to that was Dorking's opener, eight minutes. 
Dorking got away quickly. Prior to that, you've got to go back to their game against Altrincham, where Altrincham took the lead in that game. So it feels to me like it's got to be a good start. Uh, older shot beat them 2-1, the only time they've lost this season. Amalazur, 13th minute. <laughs> I'm not, I can't say that. Um, Notts County, 2-all draw. Spotting a theme here. Ruben Rodriguez, 6th minute. I'm spotting a theme. I think we've got to get out of them early doors here. Rattle some, rattle some feathers. Rattle some feathers? Rattle some feathers, okay. Yeah. Ruffle some feathers, mate. You've got your cliches mixed up there. Ruffle, ruffle some cages and ruffle, ruffle some feathers. Ruffle some cages, yeah. John, John McGinn's ass has thrown me on all kinds of a fucking... Jesus. Head's gone. Right. right. But yes, you, you, you get the point before the stupid analogy muck up. Yeah. Early yeah. start. Get at them. Ruffle feathers. Rattle cages, cat firmly among pigeons, eggs firmly up John McGinn's ass. <laughs> right, okay. Anyway, shall we We're answer all scrambled. <laughs> shall we answer some questions? I think we need to move this on. Do not get your soldier in that one. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right. Yes, we definitely do. Okay, right. So we have a question from Lydia Hart. Is it just bad luck that Hargreaves hasn't been able to replicate the sort of September points haul he achieved last time he was managing in this division or has he not had the resources to assemble the squad required this time round I'm going to read that one I'm going to read scrubbling to find out what his um, stats was from whenever it was I was going to say was was that when he was Torquay manager yeah last time he was managing in this division okay that's the go he wasn't, weren't they in the league, Torquay? They weren't in this division, were they? I thought, I thought he, I thought he got them relegated out of football league. Is it bad luck that Hargreaves hasn't been able to replicate the sort of September points all? Shall we come back to that one? Let's come back to that one um, whilst Ben can find it. Okay. Um, So question from Mike Watts. Do you think if we continue to play 5-3-2 as our formation, Charlie Wakefield might struggle to nail down a starting position as he doesn't seem fully comfortable in the roles he has been in this season so far compared to last season? Ian Perkins. I do think Charlie Wakefield is going to struggle to get in the team with the current setup because I don't think he's a wing back. I don't particularly think he's a centre forward. Um, I think that's the only place we might try and get him in the team now. Um, But we've got so many, it feels like we've got a lot of strikers, you know, Scrimshaw, Jimmy Torre, Fisher, Mal, and. I think they're probably all more, not that we've seen a lot of scrimmy, they're all probably a bit more capable as strikers, I would think, than Charlie Wakefield. I know he scored a few goals last season, but... Um, so is it 4-4-2 or nothing for Charlie Wakefield, or 4-3-3? I say uh, either side of, let's say, Malachi Linton or Alex Fisher or something like that. Is that is that Charlie Wakefield? Is that where we would see I the think, best of Charlie Wakefield? I think that's where we saw the best of him last season. Uh-huh. Um, it's not to say he does do you, you know he won't do the job 
at some point if he gets a run of games, but when you need results, he kind of feels a little bit like you can't really give someone a run of games where they try and find a bit of something. Do you think we would change our formations and tactics to suit Charlie Wakefield? Should we change our formation and tactics to suit Charlie Wakefield? Ben Barrett. Oh, me. Um, well, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, no. Okay. But I think we need to try and get Charlie Wakefield in the team as often as possible for as long as possible because he's one of our better players. And where would you put him in this? Would front, you put him? front of a three. Front of a three. But Ian just said he didn't think he works there. As a I know. But I think that provides more room for flexibility with record and possibly with Johnson as uh, as wingbacks or as fullbacks. I think this far into the season, it's pretty evident that the system is the system and players have to fit in that system rather than changing things to accommodate play, <clears throat> accommodate players. I think I just think we've played badly enough. We've played we've played so badly on a couple of occasions that we've not changed the system. I I think it is I think it's just you've got to fit in with a system now. And if you don't fit in with a system I think you're going to struggle. I know players have had to be patient and wait their turn. So maybe, maybe um, we will see. I know he came on last weekend, but it wasn't so wasn't particularly effective when he came on. Um, ooh, it's, it's tricky. I think you know Chory Johnson's performance last week is sort of for me. He's kind of got to go again there, uh, wing back. Uh, Jimmy Torre scored last week up front. I think there's a question, you know, Fisher probably comes back in at the weekend if he's back from... Take, take, take this on to another another question from Harry Eaton, which is kind of related to what you're talking about there. He says, what's the point of paying money for signings only to only to not play them despite results not going our way. Do we need to change from Fisher Mao to Scrimming Jim? Now, I think paying money for players, that would be Scrimshaw? Pay money for Scrimshaw? Scrimdoors. And Will Doors, yeah. Who's a winger? We don't play wingers, so... Yeah, okay, strange one. But do we need to change from Fisher Mao to Scrimming Jim? I I think so. I want to see... I want to see what Scrim can do. Yeah. And we saw, you know, Jim had a great performance last weekend. Yeah. Um, it was really, really good. And yeah, I think they can't rely on him to score the goals every time. And at the moment, none I'm of the like other strikers are, are firing, are they? No. You think Linton, we, I think you said after the Chesterfield game that it might be enough chance to take Malika Linton out of the firing line a little bit. Yeah it, it, yeah, it might be, but he's one that Chris Hargreaves continues to start, doesn't he? He, he? he likes him. He was his, was his first sign. He was one of the first signings we made. Um, yeah. I don't know. Saturday will tell, won't it, what, what he goes with. But yeah, I think there's, there's definitely an argument that we've, 
spent money on players this season that aren't getting into the team. And obviously, Chris Hargreaves sees them train every week, every day, every week, <laughs> and we don't. So he, yeah, he, he knows I, a lot more than we do about what's going on. I'd be wary of saying price tag equals starting 11. That's not right. No, but if you've paid money for someone, then presumably they should be, you should be getting more performance out of them, you would think. At this level, if you're at the top level and you're paying hundreds of millions of pounds, maybe, but I can't imagine we're paying an awful lot of money. An undisclosed five-figure fee for World Doors, I understand. Yeah, fine, but yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm still. I'm still not buying. um, Price tag equals you should be starting every minute of every game and and winning us football matches. Not not at our values. If we'd gone and spent two hundred and fifty grand on someone, we'd have gone and gone and bought to the level that that, Bastian uh, Bastianini. Yeah, if we'd have gone and bought someone and, and we'd said, look, this is a club record fee. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, this is this is us reinvesting Tom Knowles' money and trying to get a couple of players out of it. Okay. So. Can I segue into a related question that I've had into the gloverscast at gmail.com account? Do we oh. get emails? Yeah, yeah, I've had an email from John Rendell who says, I'm not on social media, but I hope I can submit a question this way, please. Of course you can. Of course you um, can, John. Thank you. He inspired by a Guardian article, uh, which is titled "Do any football clubs have a record signing from more than thirty years ago?" Uh, which was a cracking little article that references um, a Bristol Rovers record signing is a player from nineteen ninety two, and um, I forget there's another one that um, they're all old basically, and it's sort of. The, the question he's asked is, what? Uh, who is Yeovil's record signing and for how much? Given the rise in free transfers and undisclosed fees in the lower leagues, some of the records are quite surprising. My guess is Peter Conning for 10k back in the late 80s. But I'm I sure Bastianini know... cost 250 grand, didn't he? I think we... Well, that's, that's always been said, hasn't it? I think we know that Michael McKinder at one point was... Our record signing for 25k. Right. I remember that. That was I mean, that was more than 20 years ago, wasn't it? So um yeah, but I I recall us paying money for Bastianini after he did a couple of back heels against West Ham in a preseason friendly. So according to Wikipedia, which as we know is never wrong, mm-hmm. uh, highest transfer fee paid, undisclosed brackets five figure sum, which I don't believe to be right. Well doors. Is is Will <laughs> no is um, Pablo Bastianini from yeah. Quilmes Atletico Club? I'm not sure it's for five figure fee because I got a quarter of a million in my head as well. I shall continue yeah. to Google. Yeah. Okay. I wish I had a quarter of a million in my wallet rather than my head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a quarter of a million in your head sounds like. I mean, don't lose your head, Ben, for crying out loud. <laughs> so, John, we think Pablo. Yeah, I think Bastianini. I'm pretty sure. I think it's I was... fair to say we got our money's worth. Uh. <laughs> Didn't we just? Yeah. Don't. Isn't our record signing actually the uh, club crested branded um, carpet, carpet <laughs> that runs throughout the the standard of Jewish Park? Yeah. It's, um. That I'd say that is probably quite an expensive piece of carpet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So according to Daily Mail, yeah. Which again, 
never wrong. Definitely never wrong. Definitely isn't horrible, horrible, stupidly horrible website. Uh, yes, they quote quarter of a million pounds. For Bastianini. For Bastianini. Yeah, okay. BBC.co.uk does also, um, yes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, question from Robin Batchelor. I looked back at Finley Kraskrask's uh, signing interview and he says that he's previously played at right wing back, centre back, as well as centre mid. Should he be starting, should he be in the starting 11 to cover defensively for Wakefield so that he can do his thing higher up the pitch? Ian, as the one person who's seen Finn, let's call him because I can't pronounce his uh, uh, surname. I don't know why you're struggling with the word Krask so much. Krask or is it Krask? <laughs> I feel like we have this debate every week. Do we? Okay. I mean, and the answer is Krask. It was pronounced Krask when he came on. So. Right. Okay. Finley Krask then. Uh, so um, should he be starting to cover defensively for Charlie Wakefield, who didn't start the last game, uh, <laughs> so that he can do his thing higher up the pitch? Should he I be starting? I don't think so. No. Not, not yet. Think Matt Worthington and Lawson Diath in that midfield are probably who's the other who was the other one in midfield at the weekend? The skipper. Oh, oh yeah. No? No, no, he was in the back. I think that was that. I think it was oh. them because there was three up front. Um yeah, I think that you can't so, really dislodge those two for So does Krask play instead of Bevan? Or does Williams play instead of Bevan? There's no Bevan. No. I think Williams will Williams, come in for yeah, Bevan. I think. And, um, Is he yeah. playing for Wales? Speaking of Wales, Keith Moore has just scored for Wales. Always rated him. <laughs> Remember when we stuck him at centre-back to the Somerset Cup final? I'm sure we got a rule out Kiefer Moore. Uh, we have that. Uh, uh, can't remember what number it is. Okay, so it's a no for Finn then. Okay. Yeah, I don't think. I think it's it's probably still a bit too early. But I think when he came on, he did everything really well. Looked looked a good player to be able to bring on and make change. I think we got so many in. We've got so few in centre midfield that he's. We're going to lean on him. It feels like that was kind of we tested lean him out a little Finn. bit. Yeah. <laughs> when you're not strong. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself there. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> we interrupted uh, a genuinely interesting football point there just to crack Sorry. out a bit of lean on me. <laughs> it's always time for a bit of Bill with us. Uh, it's fine. Uh, uh, um <laughs> should we move on to the next question? Mm. Okay. Is it from Mike? <laughs> <laughs> it is, can you tell by the way I'm laughing? But Mike Hudson, uh, this one's for you, Ben. Can we expect delivery of the podcast tomorrow or the middle of next week? Oh, oh. What, they've, what they've done there is they've made a joke about the programs not turning up. Oh, have they? That's what they've done there, haven't they? Tell you what, that is an unreliable delivery van, isn't it? Hermes, oh. gotta be. No, Yodel. Every, every now, isn't it? What, uh, everyone doesn't turn up. No, every was yeah, every was Hermes, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. Every yeah. every is Hermes. He's both Hermes. awful. <laughs> I thought, uh, no, I think mine. I think it comes down to your every driver. My every driver is good. No, it, I, I've never. Yeah, had ours is all right. I will. Yeah. I will actively avoid companies that use Hermes slash every. Yodel. I'm a yodel. Y- awful. Y- yeah, I can. I can imagine yodel going to yodel. 
Yodel, yodel. Um, DPD, you can always rely on DPD. Yeah. Good, good tracking. Exactly. You, DPD you know exactly are like... You stand with DPD. Please stalk our driver. He will be with you at four o'clock in the morning, knocking on your door. Yeah. But have you had that where, you know, I think it must have just been during COVID where they started taking pictures of the parcels. Yeah. And have you have you been like, I'm yeah, smiling, holding your parcel while he takes a picture? <laughs> <laughs> some, of, some of them are like a hate crime, those pictures, aren't they? Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, right. So, yeah, um, it'll be out. Well, when you listen to this, Mike, hopefully the podcast will be out. Because if you're listening to it, then, yeah, it probably is. Um, I don't think that was a serious question, do you? I don't think that was a serious question. But we do have to go back to Lydia Hart's question. Ben. I have some stats. Is it just bad luck that Hargreaves hasn't been able to replicate the sort of September points all he achieved last time he was managing in this division? Or has he not had the resources to assemble the quality of squad required this time round? Um, so we're referring to the uh, memorable month of September 2014. You'll remember it well. I do. Um, especially the form of Torquay United in the National League at that point. Were we in uh, the championship then? Um, that Yeah, that, yeah, oh God, yeah. Um, so, um, anyone want to take a stab? They played on the 6th, the 9th, the 13th, the 16th, the 20th, the 27th, and the 30th. Uh, Please don't leave me in suspense. Any seven games they played during the month of September, 21 points on offer. How many do you think that they achieved? 21 points. No, I I reckon they got, I reckon they got 19. 19. Any advance higher or lower, higher or lower than 19? I said six. I said six. I mean, okay. So it was a 4-0 win over Nuneaton Borough. And then back-to-back away 2-0 wins. Went to Chester, went to Grimsby, bagged a couple, kept a couple of clean sheets. Then they beat Woking, who weren't managed by Darren Sale at the time, 1-0. And then they beat Dover, 2-0. After that, they trailed off. They lost 4-3 in what can only be described as a classic against Telford. And then succumbed to a late Forest Green winner on the 30th of September. So they won five out of seven games in the month of September 2014, a month that I'm, I'm reliably informed Torquay fans still talk of to this day. <laughs> can, I, can I just point out, I've been mesmerised by, if you look at the person who's asked this question, Lydia Hart, her, um, her Twitter handle is Lydadale. And uh, and it is a Emmerdale fan site, <laughs> and it's just got pictures. I mean, I don't watch Emmerdale, but someone called Lydia Dingle, and there's just picture after picture of this of this 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 one character from from Emmerdale. Um, you know, going back asking lots of Emmerdale related questions. I want to know how did Lydia come across the Oval Town? Um, yeah. And she's retweeted a post that says, whoever sprays dandelions with weed killer needs to have a word with themselves. There you go. I, 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 yeah, I'm flabbergasted. But there's, there's a, yeah, if you want to see a picture of Lily Dingle, I would recommend that is a place to go. I don't know who that can person I, can, is. but Can I just say, you don't need to get weed killer, just salt. It'll just, they'll kill them right off. You're not thinking of slugs? No, and dandelions. Oh, yeah. Dries them yeah. up. Fair or, enough. Or mush them up real nice and have them with some burdock. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Uh, Chris Fox, Our pickled egg, yes foodie. or no? Ben, huh? pickled egg, yes or no? 100 times yes. 
Ian Perkins, pickled it, egg, yes or no? No, thanks. In in a packet of salt and vinegar crisps, ideally. Well, Stoney has said this. In a packet of crisps, yes. Hashtag chicken and chips. Oh, yeah, so like you go, you get a basket of chicken and chips, salt and vinegar packet of crisps, egg in, mush up the egg and the packet of crisps, and so you get really small bits of salt and vinegar crisp into, attached to, stuck to egg, pick egg out, eat. Now I want a pickled egg. Jesus Christ. Where, where can I get a pickled egg? <laughs> 10 past nine on a Thursday night in Leeds. Yeah. That, that sounds salty. Delightful. Dude. Okay. Bloody beautiful. How much vinegar can you have? Like, no, yeah. too much vinegar. Mm. Um, well, there's another salt and sweet uh, question to finish with from mm. London Green Dave. Popcorn, salted or sweet? Question mark. Either, either or. Bring it on. That, are you in the mix? I'm in. The, I'm in the both. Oh, yeah. See, no. Either or. No, I, I do, I do, I do like both. No, I do yeah. like both as well. Mixed yeah. up, I like mate. both, but I got they, like keep one or the other. I appreciate food questions, and I, I like if people have food like gripes that they want to moan about here on the Glover's yeah. Cast. I'm all for it. I'm, yeah. I'm completely all for it. There's so much wrong with the food industry that I think we need to address, <laughs> and, and this is a safe space to do so. <laughs> there you have it, folks. If you have got any uh, food things that you want to get off your chest ben is uh is offering you a safe place to to do that <laughs> we should do a ben could do an ask me anything on the twitter twitter takeover why don't they That's... stack crumpets like they do bagels like i like a packet of crumpets as much as the next person but i don't want them in two stacks of three i'm not gonna eat three which means i'm left with a stack of three in the pack and a one that i gonna like smush up on the side oh, but if they stacked them like bagels vertically i could take as damn well many or less as i wanted to what are you on about tell me i'm wrong tell me i'm wrong <laughs> next time you get some crumpets tell me i'm wrong i don't i don't even know if I, I understand the question let alone the answer, <laughs> but, yeah. listen back to it listen right. back okay stop Packaging crumpets in towers of three. Package oh, them like like package it, them like. How, how high? How big are these crumpets? Are they, are, they no, form just a like tower? in a pack. You get six in a pack, three and three. You okay. take two off the one side, and you're left with a normal stack of three and one just sat there on its own, going stale quicker. But if you package them like you do bagels vertically, still have the six. You can take two out, spin the top, and lovely, they're all nice and fresh. This is not. <laughs> Difficult, Warburton's. Sort your life out. Right. I think we'll leave tonight's episode there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With a, okay. a damning statement to Warburton's from Ben Barrett. Sorry, I just I needed to vent. Absolutely. Okay. Bring on Boron so, Wood. Yeah. What are we uh, all doing at 12.55 on Friday, by the way? I have got a meeting about the coverage of the T20 World Cup at the establishment in which I work, I think. Okay. I will be in Farnborough at Screwfix Live. It sounds like fun. The UK's largest trade show, maybe, maybe not. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, no, there are 170 fun. suppliers. Wow. Grab yourself a deal if you're in the Farnborough area. Register, get yourself some freebies, and you might see me. Fantastic, right? No, what, are you doing? what are you doing, Dave? I will be looking at the Glover's Cast website and see if there's, 
there's anything interesting in the two thousand two and a half thousand word range that people might want to be uh, have a have a gander. Are there any are there any pictures and graphs? Uh, there's no graphs. There are pictures though. Thank God for that. Yeah, yeah. And has it has it been five months in, since anything? It has been five months since. Do you, do you think that something may have links to other things beyond the original article? They may be links to quite a number of different places, actually, oh. in the original article. Yeah, yeah. Feels but, like we're going to be doing a deep dive. Yeah, a deep dive. Um, Twenty. When was five months ago? Twenty third of April. April. Do they involve any tapes? Tapes. It might be tapes. The tail of the tape. Yeah. Just, just Noyfield slotting one in, breaking away and slotting one in. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I can make two and a half thousand words out of that. Okay. Anyway, anyone can. You can, Dave. There you go. It's true. Well, Enjoy. Are you, are you on the radio? Yes. Everyone talking at once there. You're yes. on the radio. Enjoy the I game. Am. Enjoy Screwfix Live. <laughs> Go and get yourself some free merch. Yeah. And yeah, bring us back three points, please. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Please. I'll do my best. Pretty please. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 